Hello and welcome, guys, to next. Uh, sorry, Heroes One Hundred and One, the Nexus Raiders podcast for competitive strategies and in-depth analysis for Heroes of the Storm. I'm United GGK, and today we're going to be talking about Chromie, one of my well, my favorite hero from the game. Uh, I'm talking about you know, what talents to get, what are some strategies to do for casual, more competitive builds, uh, what kind of comps she's really good for, what she's weak against, what good maps she's on, what, yeah, kind of good map she's on, when to draft, when not to draft, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Um, but before I do that, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our top patrons, Bradley Falk, Eric Town Jr., Sundown, uh, Nick Barnhart, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Michael Malia, Calvin Chu, we all know Chu, <laughs> and Sean Gallagher, and the rest of our patrons for making all this awesomeness happen. Um, now, I'm going to base this off of the assumption that most of you already have some understanding of the game. Uh, if you're an assassin, it usually means a few things, like you're not as durable as a tank, but you your main role is to do damage, right? Chromie is the uh, hardest hitter in the game, by far. Like she, but it's, it's difficult because she, all of her attacks are skill shots, meaning you can't just, uh, point and click anything. Uh, and that's where the challenge comes in and why a lot of people actually struggle struggle to pick her up in the first place. Um, the it, it takes it definitely takes a lot of time to master where where and how to land your shots because by now a lot of people have played against the Chromie or have tried her herself. So um, first off, just practice a lot in quick match or even AI if you want to get this, if you want to get the mastery down of your shots. Primarily your W. Your W does the most damage and your Q is, as a since it has a lot shorter cooldown, you can just shoot that whenever and even if you miss you know, let's say half of your shots. That's still a lot of damage to put on the enemy team. All right, so I'm going to start off with the traits or the talents to go, right? Uh, for your level one, they're all good options. I personally like deep breathing, which increases the damage of your W. And after hitting 25, you get a huge damage boost. And on top of that, and this is probably what makes... Chromie, in my opinion, the strongest ranged assassin, and actually numerically, she's she is the strongest. Um, your sight radius increases by a hundred, uh, and I'll explain why later. How, why that's such an important thing in my kit for what I used to play Chromie. Uh, her other choice is after hitting twenty-five heroes with sandblast, it increases its damage by a hundred, and Time Walker's pursuit allows you to have a reveal, have more mana, and also a small boost in ability power. And that's more of a utility kind of thing. 
if there's a lot of invisibles or if you have lack of scout. Uh, all these are safe options. Um, the compounding ether, which increases your sandblast damage, is probably the safest because you will land those a lot easier than you will your Ws. Um, and it's definitely a lot harder to do deep breathing because those you will get very late in the game. Uh, but with practice, you'll be able to, you'll be able to get that a lot sooner. Um, next, you got your level two, because obviously, as you know, if you've played Chromie before, you get uh, your talents two tiers ahead of time. Yeah, time fun. <laughs> um, piercing Sands is usually the best choice, or Bronze Talons. So Piercing Sands is your Sandblast hits two targets. It doesn't stop at just one, so it's excellent for uh, a very melee-heavy comp. And Bronze Talons allows you to put more distance between you and the enemy team. And it also gives you quite a bit of damage. You know, you might think, well, her basic attack, even if it's increased by 250%, is not that much. Uh, you'll actually see it, it does almost as much as a Q on any kind of squishy hero. So it's definitely good for uh, Tracers, Zeratuls, anyone who's out to get you. Um, it, it, it will make them back off if you can somehow manage to hit them like once or twice with that. Uh, enveloping Assault just increases the radius, which is pretty good for landing the Ws, makes it a lot, lot easier. Uh, however, the utility you get from the other two talents is, in my opinion, just so much more better. Uh, if you want to just have a, you know, easygoing time, then definitely go with the radius. Uh, but for you, for again, more, more developed kits, definitely bronze sounds of piercing sands. Now for five, again, uh, one of these choices, which is the chrono sickness, is not really recommended from by me, mainly because the other two offer a lot more, a lot more utility, especially dragon's eye, which makes your uh, your Ws a lot stronger if you hit them in the center. And you might think that they have to be it has to be so pinpoint accurate for you to get that extra damage bonus. But it's actually very lenient. The, the hitbox for that is very lenient. They have to just be somewhat in the center. It, it only doesn't count if they're on the, on the edge. Um, but you'll, it'll kind of confuse you because you'll have a tiny circle in the middle, and you'll think that's what needs to be hit for you to get that damage. But it's very lenient. As for Mobius Loop, she is very mana intensive, and the cooldown for your W is pretty long. But I feel like, again, this is uh, for, for more utility. If you feel like you need more practice, definitely go with Mobius Loop. It won't hit as hard, but uh, it's definitely a good stepping stone for anyone who's trying to pick up a hero. Um, 
Now for ultimates, temporal loop nowadays is is incredibly strong because if you time it correctly, you can land your Q and your W at the same time, and that will pretty much uh, that will pretty much wipe anyone any kind of squishy hero like a Vala or a Lily or a KT, something like that. Um, but again, it's very it's a very steep learning curve in that you have to land them, you have to land it really precisely. And then you have heroes that can get out of it really quickly, you know, like Nazebo or Mouth have Ice Block, healers have Cleanse, and if they know what they're doing, they can they can time it correctly so that you know it completely negates your ults, and that's that can be pretty damaging to for the whole team in general. So you you want, definitely want to see what heroes you're up against, and mainly what kind of talents they choose, because sometimes they'll forget that you've taken that talent, and they won't pick cleanse or they won't pick ice block. So definitely keep an eye out for the talents and the heroes for this one. Um, slowing Sands is more of a zoning tool, and it's great for really locking down an objective like in Towers or uh, Braxis or uh, Temples, uh, especially against melee. If they're very melee heavy, definitely go slowing sands, you know, two or three or more. Um, you really hinder them and put you, you know, since you can locate, you can dislocate it fairly easily, just five seconds. Uh, it'll, you'll get, you'll get a lot of value out of it. Big, the biggest drawback from it is that people can just move away, move around it, go through it with like some sort of dive or, and, and it's also very mana heavy. It, it chips away at your mana quite a lot. So you definitely have to toggle that on and off, be aware of where it is, who's in it, you know, all that good stuff. At 11, you get your defensive talents. Um, the best one I found by far is the range uh, for a lot of reasons. And the biggest one is not because you, you necessarily need it, but most of the times what you'll find when you're playing Chromie is that the enemy team can see where you're landing your shots. Or more importantly, they can see that you're trying to. Uh, this puts you this puts you far enough away from the screen that oftentimes if you if you hit it at the very edge of the the, at the very edge of your range they won't see who you're trying to hit when you cast it like you'll be very out of sight um, and especially with level one's deep breathing you'll be able to see them a lot farther than they can see you and that's very important. Because nowadays people know how to dodge chromie shots, where to run to, uh, and where you are, right? So timeout is good because if there's a lot of divers like tracers or zero tools or whatever you have, or for whatever reason you can't, you're not protected as much. Uh, it's the best invulnerability in the game because it's the longest and. Well, yeah, just that. It's the longest. 
So it's really safe. Can get you out of a lot of trouble, like uh, a pulse grenade or, or a Ragnaros Sulfurous Smash, that kind of stuff. Bye-bye uh, is really good. It reduces the cast time of your hearth by a lot. And it's not interrupted by taking damage. However, if you're stunned, it will, yeah, you're pretty much dead before you can try and cast it again. So if you see that there's an Anubarak or an ETC or a Varian with a Taunt, you generally don't want to take this talent because they, they'll notice pretty quickly that you're trying to leave. I mean, most of the time, you'll be able to get away, but they'll make sure to lock you down before you can get away, for sure. Uh, level 14 is what I like to call easy mode because there's really only one choice and that's the shifting sands which stacks your ability power by 8% every time you hit someone with your Q. Um, not only that, it's very, it's very forgiving. You have 10 seconds to hit another target so you can stack again. Um, and up to 40% uh, that's almost half. That's yeah. That's almost half more damage for all of your abilities. That includes your W. Um, I think to a certain extent maybe bronze talons, but I'm not exactly sure on that. Uh, especially if you go and it stacks extremely well with piercing sands because that means you get two stacks if you hit any if you hit two targets in a row. And again, with reaching through time. Uh, which increases your range, you get even more value out of that because you can you can make sure you hit those two targets. It'll go through the length of the enemy team composition. And more often than not, you will hit two targets if they're very clumped together, if they're really staying together in the late game or even in the early game. Fast forward and quantum overdrive, the other two are really not... Uh, they're really not viable. Quantum Overdrive, maybe, if they're not melee heavy, if they're very spread out, um, then you'd want to take that. As for 18 or your 20s, you usually want to go past and future me, which allows you to have another sand blast that it, like it leaves an echo and that echo hits another target where you were. It's kind of weird, but you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about if you take it. And it's, it's usually the best choice at 18. Uh, if there's a lot of invisibles or, you know, dives like tracers and illidans, then you'd actually want to go with the additional time traps. And, and time traps are actually very useful because uh, in a way, they're like your temporal loop. If you can time it precisely, they they can be very damaging. But you 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 also have to keep a very close eye for when they when they hit someone. Um, oof, that was a lot to take in. Um, and I think we're at the halfway point. If you're watching live on Twitch, we're going to continue in just a moment. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can head, you can get this full session over at patreon.com slash nexus raiders. 
all patrons get this. Um, and yeah, they're, I think last week we did an episode on Bala, the week before that on Illidan. And we're going to come out with a lot of these uh, in the coming weeks. Um, let's see. Okay, now now down to the nitty gritty. You know, if you've already if you already know all her talents and you've already practiced, but you're still having trouble, um, here's what I can recommend to you for for what you can do to improve your game. Um, oftentimes, when people see a chromie and they know you're gonna land, or they see that you're winding up your W. They don't know where it's going to land, but they know when you've casted it. And that usually gives them enough time to, to move. Now, this takes a lot of time and a lot of practice. But which, what you'll find is, like, or what you need to observe when playing Chromie, or actually any ranged assassin um, with skill shots, is to predict where the, where the enemy is going to where the enemy is going to go. So if they're if they're in a, in a bad engagement, they're all going to usually head, you know, um, horizontally back. And most most players will will just you know head back. But as Chromie, you have such good range that you can actually you can actually hit them on their way out and get a quick pick that way. Because they won't, they won't know that it's it's them you're you're going for, right? Um, nowadays, you'll notice people actually moving, moving away from where where they think you're going to hit them, either up and down, right? Now, what I found anecdotally that you can do is notice where they're going to go. Everyone always ends up going just up or down. And if you notice most of your shots are missing, it's because they can predict what you're predicting. And it becomes a sort of mind game kind of thing where they know where you're going to shoot it. You think you know where, where they're going to go, and you end up missing a lot of shots. Uh, and that's especially why I like going the kit that I go, which is deep breathing plus reaching through time, because it, it completely takes out a chance that they know you're going to hit them uh, with your W when, when you cast it. Um, as, as for maps that she's good on, I've mentioned before, Infernal Shrines and Towers are probably the best maps to pick Chromion. She also works really well in Braxis, Temples, um, maps like Hanamura, definitely not, because they're very, they're very open. Maps where there's a lot of like corridors and not room to to really move are are usually the easiest to land hits because it's very it's very it's very direct where they need to go and always put put your land your shots um, not in not in walls but in direct paths of where they're gonna go you know. Um, as for how to counter Chromie or how to see what, you know, what is really good, um, against her. 
Um, heroes like Anubarak and Tyrael um, are very good at diving, not only diving her, but sustaining her damage because of their passive spell armor. Um, Kerazim can get out of Temporal Loop. Li Ming can get out of Temporal Loop, usually. Uh, Zeratul, Valera, Nova, they're very good counters to her, especially if you don't take the level one. Um, what else? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, now, if you're Chromie and you find yourself up against those kinds of stealthies that are, you know, like to pick you off, place your time traps at your sides where you're most vulnerable. Like, if they're if you're in a lane in Cursed Hollow, for example, put them in the bushes where you, where you know you'll be very exposed if they if they hit you up from there, and stay between. Stay very back. Stay very back behind your team and in the minion lanes, mainly because it's you know it's just good positioning as an assassin. Um, oh, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Um. Hmm. I guess the last thing, I'm probably cutting this a little short, but always remember that, you know, if you're frustrated with picking up a new hero, especially one that's so um, intensive like this, or skill intensive, uh, it just takes a lot of practice and always seek to you know, to reward yourself when, you're, when you land a shot or something. And that's the only way you really get better with, uh, with anything, really. Um, shoot, we have like 20 minutes left, so... Huh. Let's see. I'm probably missing something. Uh, someone want to take it away? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see, if you're just tuning in now, I might want to rewind it, because I think, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Let's see. If any, I mean, is there any questions or anything in the live stream right now? Yes, no, maybe so. Oh. Okay, I'm just now seeing this. Uh, what comps work with Chromie? Um, usually a lot of frontline. You, de you definitely want a lot, a lot of people in front of you just because they have to deal with the team versus you. 
if you're if you're the only damage or if you're the, the only one of two damages you'll be fine as long as you stay with the team you always have you're very vulnerable the only thing you have to save yourself is the time traps but after that um it's very easy to pick off chromie your best your best friend is definitely the the range or the distance you can put yourself between you and the enemy team uh as for draft you you definitely want to first or second pick her in towers or infernal shrines how should you be using slowing sands uh i think i've mentioned this before um you it's it's just a zoning tool so it has a pretty big radius but you want to if you notice on shrines there's your your side your team's half of the of the objective and theirs you generally want to put it somewhere in between so that if they're forced to either go inside of the slowing sands or go around um and in either case it'll really split up a team uh, especially with melee heroes that need to close the distance and if they if everyone does get out or if your team's retreating use it as a tool to get out of situation if they're chasing down one of your teammates or even if or you could even use it as uh, as a gap closer um, because it doesn't right it, it doesn't right away slow down the enemy it takes a few seconds but it is enough for you to to secure a kill or get away in any situation it's very it's very uh defensive rather than the loop well Although you get the talents ahead of time, uh, you don't really want to. You don't really want to be as aggressive, mainly because of how vulnerable you are, and you really want to bide your time, especially with the objectives, because then you'll have, you'll have the entire enemy team usually at the objective, like shrines or, um, or towers. And when they're all, when we're all clumped up in that situation, it's very easy to land your shots. So generally, no, you you only play uh, aggressively when the whole team is engaged with one another, and you're safe behind uh, on your side. You're basically a mortar. <laughs> As a team, not individual. Um, she pairs really well with heroes like Zul, Malph, Arthas, who can uh, root a long time, especially Zul. And that's that's something that actually should be a meta, I think. Uh, because the root is essentially, Zul's root is your temporal loop 100% of the time. You can lend shots extremely easy with him. Uh, also with Malph. Or you could do a combination with stitches, gorging someone, 
a root of some kind and then you landing your shots. Or, you, or if you're extremely coordinated, you don't even need anything else. Uh, I've mentioned this before, Chromie is the best at 14. Or actually even 11, I'm sorry. 11, when you have your range or you, you have your defensive talents is when you're really uh, at your strongest. Uh, early game, you can definitely get easier picks if you have a well-coordinated team, mainly because there's not many defensive options against her. Or, um, yeah, against her uh, that they could go for, like an ice block or a cleanse or whatever. Um, oh, and um, I forgot to mention this. Medivh is probably the biggest counter to Chromie. Uh, more than a Nubarak, more than Tyrael, more than the other. Um, no, as, as a team, you actually want to... You want them obviously to do damage and to fight, but if they over if if they're in a situation where they have to constantly be pushing or moving around, then it can make it extremely hard for you to to land a shot. But usually you'll notice when the melees are duking it out, you can land uh, you can safely land a combo in that uh, in that situation. Uh, mainly because nowadays you'll see in things like Hero League uh, that if someone goes Chromie, they will pick a Medivh. Why? They he can cancel the temporal loop. Uh oh, oh, why is why is Medivh a counter? Um, he he essentially negates all your damage, and it's very easy to know what target you're going for. Basically, the the, mo the most frontline person is going to be targeted by Chromie. And usually he has enough time to cast it before any damage can be done. And your, te your temporal loop is essentially worthless against Medivh. Um, not only that, he can also get in your face with the portals and everything. And... Uh, if the Medivh knows what he's doing, it only takes a few well-timed cues, and uh, and that's a really strong counter to her, I think. Um, anything else? Yes, no. Would you rather ban or pick Medivh when Chromie has already been drafted for your team? Um, you could you could have a Medivh and Chromie on your team, but that you'd have to have a really strong solo tank, a really strong support, and I guess a really strong flex pick, another damage preferably. Uh, I usually... They usually don't see the Chromie coming. Um, maybe in Hero League for the uh, for maps like Towers and Infernal Shrines, so they won't. They usually won't pick them up um, towards the late part of the draft. So you'll be um, you'll be pretty safe if you last picker, but on those maps she is kind of contested nowadays.
but the either the Anubarak or the Medivh is a safe ban. Uh, what supports work best with Chromie? Malfurion for the for the mana, as I've said before, he is very she's very mana intensive. You'll have to constantly be getting globes or um or drinking from the fountain. Unless you have, you know, Malfurion or uh well he, yeah, he's really the only one who can give who can have some sort of mana return. Um and he also has the roots, which is extremely good to synergize with her, as it makes. Um, Tarande is actually extremely well too, if you can get the hunter's mark. As for supports that counter her, uh, I would say Uther, because nowadays he has with his rework, you know, he grants the armor. Um. Ariel is actually a really good support with Chromie, if you can lend all your shots. What does Chromie work better in dive or zone control maps? Definitely zone control maps, because there's there'd be two focuses: the objective and the enemy team, and then you have to be you and your role. You have to be another thing that they have to worry about. And that leaves uh, that can leave players to be careless and not really, um, not really respect where you are on the map. Any specific warriors that synergize with Chromie? Uh, definitely etc. Um, Diablo can actually mess up your shots a lot. Uh, so can Rexar, even though he has a stun. What happens is when you stun someone, they have to go around Misha, and that can make your shots a little... They can be dodged pretty easily if they have to go around Misha. Um, Dahaka would actually be a good synergize because if he uses his W, he's uh, pretty much invulnerable to them. Uh, Leoric for his Entomb could work pretty well. What should Chromie's game priorities be? Yeah, definitely not a good... Um, she definitely can't camp. She has a good wave clear, but because the W is so long, I'd recommend not really wave... Uh, yeah, wave clearing with her, because if you find yourself in a situation where you're team fighting and you've already used the W to clear wave, then you know, it, it could spell disaster for that situation. During the during the laning phase, where where should she be? Solo lane, dual lane, with what heroes? Um, definitely with someone else, because, like I said, she's easy to pick off if you're not completely comfortable with who you're laning against. Um, Arthas can really bring you down, or Tannis. She's really not a good solo laner just because of, you know, like I said, no escape, just the time trap. Um, with what heroes? Usually a tank. A tank or a support, even. Um, another assassin usually could be good. I Zul would probably be the best combo. 
for that. As I mentioned earlier, uh, just someone someone to really buffer because you'll be able to peel for them with the damage. You know, if you notice they're taking a lot of damage and you can land one of your QW combos, that'll force the uh, that'll force the enemy team to back off. No, those are good questions, uh, Calvin. Thank you. Yeah, just taking any questions, you know, anything at all. Maybe a wild scalp like would like to chime in, maybe. How do you? <laughs> what? What haven't you been watching, Scout? <laughs> um, really, just practice. Honest. I've seen, I've seen quite a few Chromies, and it's definitely who I am, how I got my master rank, etc. Um. Well, I'm just. Uh, Nexus Raider, like you guys watching, I I think I joined like a year ago, maybe more. I'm really bad with time. Even though I play Chromie, eh, it happens, you know. <laughs> nah, nah, not the game, not the game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> uh, as for how to get to Master Rank, it's just a huge grind. Like, uh, you'll find a lot of not cooperative team members. All, all it is is sucking it up and uh, be, a, be a real team player. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad with time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you see that your team doesn't have a tank or a support and your last pick, you know, tough luck. You got to do it if you want to have a good chance at winning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, for, yeah, for Team League, yeah, that's all about you and a team knowing each other well enough or even not really well enough, but, you know. Um that you're comfortable with. Oh God, AI Rexar. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a grind, but be a team player, be nice. Don't let people's saltiness get in the way. Don't fuel it. And usually, um, and you'll start to notice things about the draft too. It's all about the experience. Yep, I think that's everything. Um, trying to think if there's anything missing before I go. Uh, let's see. Nope. All right, 
Well, that about wraps it up for this Heroes 101 session. Once again, I'm United GGK. Thanks for listening, being a part of the Nexus Raiders community. Um, as I mentioned earlier, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to watch past and future ones, uh, you know, please think, consider being a Patreon. And you get all these videos, uh, the full-length videos. These aren't up all the time uh, live. Or they are, but you get the full-length videos if you become a patron and a bunch of other things that you can find on the Patreon page. Uh, even if it's just a dollar, you know, you'll you'll really contribute to something really good. Uh, you know, huge shout out to all the patrons I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. See you around.